Well, hello there, listeners. Hello, hello, seven days. You avid listeners. You avid listeners. And if you're not an avid listener, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> you may be an avid listener by the end of this episode, we hope. That's right. We hope for that. And now, Shoshana. Yes. I, um, there's been a bit going on in the world of oh, recent really? times. <laughs> yeah, just in case you didn't know. Oh, wow. But, but the last 18 months have been quite significantly different for all of us. Yeah. Um, and look, even different for people within Australia in different locations. Everyone's gone through different experiences. Um, look, if you don't know, there's a thing called COVID. COVID nineteen, I believe, (laughs) is is the is the right numerology to go with it. Um, And look, we just we just thought because of this amazing, unprecedented time. Mm -hmm. I say amazing, not as a positive. I just say amazing because it's you know it's big and different. Um, We we thought it would be a really good idea. To really dive into what that means as creative people and what that means for the kingdom. This episode is going to be a bit different to our Uh. normal episodes. It's a special episode. We've uh, titled it Creatives in COVID. And we're going to hear from a bunch of different creatives um, in the Salvos across Australia about their experiences of COVID and what it's been Mm. like as a creative, how that is affected your inspiration or motivation or just generally what um, your experience has been like. So we Mm. hope you enjoy it. It's just little snippets Mm. of different um, people's experiences and we hope that you can relate to some of these experiences or learn something about somebody else's experience Uh, and I guess just kind of process the unique position our creatives have been in over the last 18 Mm. months. Yep. And further build that community that we have as seven days um, just to, I guess, inspire everyone and get everyone kind of on the same page that this this 18 months has been different for everyone and Mm. that's okay. And some people feel different things over this time and that's okay. Um, At the end of the day, we're all here to support each other. So, yeah, hopefully... We've got some great guests that are chiming in on this and hopefully they inspire you. Um, and, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's jump in and let's see how this goes. And God saw everything that he had made and, behold, it was very good. It was very good. It was very good. And, behold, it was very good. I'm Felicity Adams. I'm from Melbourne. Uh, My art form is performing arts, so uh, I'm studying a Bachelor of Music and a minor in Music Theatre. I majoritarily study Music Theatre, that's my kind of pocket. Yeah. My name is Gareth, uh, Gareth Lewis. I'm from Sydney, I live in Kingsgrove. Um, As far as what... um what I do, I'm an instrumental musician. I play trombone, and um, I guess as far as the church goes, I've branched out a little bit more than that. But but trombone's my profession. Um, I, I do sing a bit at church, and, and uh, can play a bit of bass or keyboard if, if you know they're a little bit short. I can't play drums, so I'll draw the line at that. And uh, you know, can can double on some other brass. But uh, my my art form is instrumental music. I'd say. 
I'm Davis Bode. I am from Perth, Australia, the west coast, the south side of the Salvation Army, but really the west side, you know, the bad boys. Uh, I am part of the youth team uh, at the Morley Corps, and I also write, do different musical things for Summer Carnival and the WA Youth Division, and I just hang out with Dan too much, and he rubs off on me. And that's who I am and why I'm like this today. 2019 to 2020 and, and up till now, it, it's it's totally different um, beasts. So I, I ran totally off my diary with, with my day job. I, I essentially had a 6am till 3pm shift. I'd do a bit of school band conducting a couple of afternoons. Uh, my evenings would either be with the family, uh, which, which I prioritise and, and uh, hold very highly, but you know there, there were nights where I wouldn't be home. I'd be in rehearsals or on a gig. Um, weekends would sometimes be uh, a shift with the police band, uh, but quite often uh, I'd be able to fit in some freelance performing. So I, I guess 2019, I didn't count up the days, but I would have had you know something like about 80 or 90 nights away from home between tours and, and things that I was doing uh, with the police band. So uh, that was 2019, very busy schedule. The diary was full. Uh, 2020, the diary was full and. Uh, I wouldn't say immediately, but as it dawned, one by one, every one of the things, the tours, the, the gigs, um, dropped out of my diary, my school band conducting stopped. Um, I'm very grateful that my full-time day job continued and we were given uh, work to do from home uh, to keep us safe. Um, unfortunately, our, our roles really in, entail uh, working with others musically and, and that stopped you know, completely. Uh, there were one or two online projects we did, but um, we really didn't feel that was our role, so we had a, a couple of other jobs that were non-musical, but we, we did what we could. One of the things that, that I did bring in uh, as a new thing was, was learning to use Logic Pro, and uh, a bunch of us were, were you know, training in that during that first shutdown, but that, that's a very solitary pursuit, so I, I guess that's kind of essentially what our work became, you know, doing solo projects and, and then submitting them, and um, yeah, it feels very much like that at the moment still. Yeah, my uh, lecturer asked my cohort, because we're all finishing up in two weeks the other day, what we felt about this time on Zoom. And the immediate word was roller coaster. Like, I think some weeks are really easy, and then some weeks are quite hard. Um, so, our classes have been uh, all on Zoom. Uh, we had like two weeks where we went into campus <laughs> and um but everything else has been on zoom so like our performance prac everyone sits online and you share your sound and hope for the best that your internet doesn't cut out halfway through um which is it's interesting I mean it's been a trial and error of getting it getting it the right way to perform online um it's definitely been a little bit different for me because um, performing on stage, you're usually way over the top in expression, um, whereas on camera, it's so close to you. <laughs> um, so I guess, yeah, and a lot of assignments have been filmed. Uh, we've done all our recitals online, uh, which has been a bit crazy, and it's definitely challenging it at times um one of our classes is uh ensemble so they put 
you're five people in a group and you have to record a song and mix it, which has definitely been challenging to make it sound like we're all in the same room. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what uni's been like in, in COVID and um, yeah, a roller coaster. <laughs> when COVID hit here, our whole program kind of shut down, couldn't go into schools, couldn't do breakfast programs. Um, and that's a big part of our ministry is going into where the young people are, um, meeting them where they're at and just catching them along their journey. Uh, so we had to really figure out what we're going to do because we obviously want to still connect with young people. And we decided to do a heap of online live stuff. Um, so we did a Friday Night Live where we did a message, some random skits and stuff, uh, Instagram Lives, uh, which led to us having to run an online summer experience for four days. And we were just online for all hours of the day, from Monday to Thursday, finished Friday night, and kids just loved it. I think we engaged with... 567 different young people uh, over the week and then on top of that was 500 old people that feel like they want to be young. Um, so we really had to adapt and just make stuff happen. And so I would say, if you're going to be embarrassed online as a leader, we don't want you on it in the nicest possible way. It's because if we're just having fun, then they're going to have fun as well. We can't be in the room, but we can still be together. And that was our whole message of just because we're not together doesn't mean we can't be together. Um, and obviously because young people are so disconnected by having everything cancelled, um, our whole motto as well was we're going to disinfect our disconnect. And that really... Because it was all this, oh, we've got to disinfect everything. And so they went, that's very clever, Davis. So it was really good. And um, we had a heap of fun with it. And kids started you know, trying to make t-shirts for us of disinfect your disconnect and they got me size smalls and I'm like, that's not going to fit guys. Like it's, I know it would be funny, but it's not going to fit. And so the whole thing was we had to try and make our Friday night program, our school program online. And so we did a weekly Friday night thing and then our summer experience and it worked really well. And we're probably going to do it again while still in person as well. So keep connecting with people. Yeah, connection is definitely a key theme throughout the entire podcast. And um, we've just listened to our guests talk about their reaction to when COVID hit. Uh, now let's listen to them and the next steps that they took after that. Yeah, so that choice of, well, we could do nothing and just sit and be like, oh, well, we can't do anything because of COVID. Or we could have gone, well, actually, COVID is forcing us to adapt our ministry. And so we chose, as a ministry, uh, to adapt, to do new things, to try new things and not be afraid to fail. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is we weren't afraid to fail. And if it didn't work, we go, all right, rather than stopping it, what can we do better? Um, and our team really got behind it and was like, if you need help with it, it's not all on you. We're a team. We're all in this together. Um, so don't do it all yourself. And I'm very... The person that goes, oh, I've no one else can do I'll just do everything. I'll just do it. We'll do the editing. We'll do the filming. We'll do the talking. I'll, here's a script. You don't want to do it? I'll do it. And I'll just put on a wig and it seems like it's someone else. And that's what it turns into. And, um, but we were just really at that decision to say, we're not going to give up on our young people. We're going to try things that we may not be comfortable in, 
but we're also not going to be afraid to fail. So we're just going to do it, and if it works, awesome. If it doesn't, let's keep working harder. Uh, with uni in second year, you do you have the choice to either write a 30-minute set of singer-songwriter songs or write a cabaret. So I was immediately drawn to cabaret, and I was actually before the pandemic hit, so kind of February, the pandemic didn't really hit till March here, and uh, February, before the uni year started, I sat down and I thought, oh, I've got to write this cabaret, and I wanted to have it done early. Um, and so one of my favourite films is 27 Dresses, and I sat there watching it and I was like, oh... It would be hilarious if there was a character that did all these things but didn't enjoy them as much as 27 Dresses portrays the the beautiful experience of weddings. Um, so I thought it would be hilarious to write this, this story. And so I wrote the whole script um, in about uh, a month and it was before the pandemic hit. So... I had written the show to be performed live and then as time went on I thought oh I'll still perform it live like it'll be gone by November and then we got to about June and I thought oh I might have to write a different script that is an online version and so I had two scripts going and they went through massive amounts of drafts and then in November I filmed it and we were kind of I handed it in and it was all done and I was like well that was crazy like (laughs) um and it kind of just sat there and then I was really fortunate that Monash when you're doing one of those the singer-songwriter or cabaret they give you a teacher that is specialized in that area to proofread your work and uh give critique um so I was lucky enough to be with the lovely Melissa Langton who's very well known in the cabaret scene and she did massive amounts of uh draft workshopping with me and and so once it was filmed I kind of just accepted that it was it was done and um then 2021 rolled around and uh I had no idea that Melissa produces cabarets at Chapel of Chapel and she had a chat to me about doing it live and I was like, oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> um, the opportunity to perform at Chapel of Chapel, I think I nearly fell off my seat. But I took it with arms open wide and it was definitely definitely a God moment that he put her in my life because I don't think all of those this cabaret show wouldn't have been seen as it has been seen if if he didn't put her in my life and um so then July I performed at Chapel of Chapel in the like two week between lockdowns that we had I was very lucky another god moment and um yeah, it was really interesting to perform it online compared to performing it in front of an audience. So, yeah, that's that's my cabaret. 
As far as my personality goes, I'm an optimistic person and I can always find hope in, in dark situations and that's, that's been a, 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 you know, a constant in my life. Uh, the other aspect of my personality that I, I, I can pretty much rely on is, is I don't have huge highs and huge lows. I'm, I'm fairly level-headed at most times and, and take things in my stride. Um, but it, I've had the impact on me of, of finding you know, new emotions and, and, and deeper lows and, and a couple of highs that have been really good too. Um, I've been very aware when they've happened and, and uh, at times I've had to step in. So that's affected my creativity in, uh, in some ways in that I've had optimism to continue practicing. I, I know that uh, you know, we, we don't just uh, have short-term goals, there's, there's long-term things that we head towards. And so I've, I've maintained my practice routine and look, to be honest, there have been a couple of periods where I've, I've backed off a little but I've always come back to that and there's always been a purpose for that. Um, when I've struggled in, in, in some ways, I've tended to cope with that by reaching out to a couple of friends and it's been really good um, just to get that support. And I, I think with my creativity, it, it kind of mirrors that, that I've, I've found some new pursuits and I think I've been doing a lot more goal setting, um, which you know, with, with the schedule I was keeping beforehand, it would have been very difficult to, to be as strategic as that because I, I was just doing the thing. Um, and I, I suppose I'll be a little bit pickier. I definitely know myself more through this. I think it, it forced me to slow down and it forced me to actually sit at the computer and write stuff because otherwise you write bits and pieces personally and I go, oh, I could turn that into something and then it just fades away into nothing. But when you've got eight, eight hours at home by yourself while your wife's still at school teaching, I'm like, well, I may as well just write some songs. And yeah, it really forced me to go, I don't want to watch Netflix. There's nothing good on at that point. I don't want to sit and watch YouTube and waste my time. And there was no, I couldn't go into schools, couldn't do anything, filming's done. And I'm like, I may as well write stuff. So I used it as a time to grow personally and where I started writing to where I am now, even just a week of lockdown, it was like, whoa, it's drastically changed of my mentality is there's no silly ideas. It's here's an idea, send Dan a sound bite of me just and then two hours later I've sent him a whole song and he's like, I don't know what to do here. And you responded to one message and it was just keep writing. And then he never responded after I kept writing. So it was a challenge to just keep writing and it was really good. Um, and it's good having people around when I go, hey, here's an idea, will it work? Um, and then a few people come back and go, yeah, great, keep going. And then it's encouraging when other people are in lockdown in a good way of we're in this together of I've got time to help write, help do this, help edit. And so, yeah, it challenged me to just... It challenged, forced, it forced me to slow down and write songs because uh, otherwise I just feel like I get busy. There has been some moments where you definitely get discouraged because even when, even when things open up, the arts is not yet open. It usually takes like another four weeks before they start opening theatre. And so that's been, that's the same with uni. Um, and so that's been a real discouragement because it's like everyone goes, oh, we're opened up. And I'm like, I still can't do anything. Like I could go to the shops and go for picnics. But the thing that keeps me motivated and keeps me going is not, not happening. Um, so that's been a discouragement. But 
at the same time, things that have kept me motivated. I mean, as you said, uni's kept me on it. I've got to keep going because I want to get my bachelor's degree. Um, But I've definitely been inspired, like, with the online dance classes and um, I've done a lot more songwriting in this time that I don't think I would have done if the pandemic didn't happen. I'm a bit of a perfectionist (laughs) and I kind of start a song and then go, oh, I'll never finish that. Um... But this this time has kind of allowed me to really explore each part of my creativity a bit more. And, yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing is don't limit yourself to one area because we go, oh, I'm a songwriter and I'm not inspired to write a song. Well, write a story. Paint, do something, because you can be creative in more than one area. And so you might go, oh, I'm not inspired to sit down at my computer for four hours to write a song. All right, well, sit with a book in front of you and write whatever comes to mind. It may be nonsense to you, but you send it to someone and they go, oh, my goodness, this is the missing chapter to my novel. We're going to be millionaires. It's amazing. Back to this community thing. But I think it's don't limit yourself because often we go, "I'm, I'm this, I'm in this category, so I'm not going to branch out and try this. And so I was like, well... If I'm not inspired to write a song, I'm going to try something else. I'm going to write something. I'm going to paint and never show people that because I didn't feel it was good enough. But it's like, I'm going to do that to just get out the creative juices. It's the easiest way to say it. So don't limit yourself to one area. Um, You can do more. Just do something is the easiest way to say it. Do something. First and foremost, I'll say my family mean so much to me and I get my main community from, from um, the people that, are, that know me best and that I'm spending time with and there have been times we've got a bit much for each other and, and nothing's blown up at all, but we've just all needed our space. But they're always there and, and I'm for there, there for them likewise. So, you know, I mean, my son plays the same instrument as me. We've been able to bounce ideas off each other. We haven't done a lot of playing of duets, but, but having that... In the, uh, in, in the same four walls uh, is, is a really good resource and, and we've both reached out for each other creatively there. Um, you know, we, we can hear when somebody's playing something, so, you know, it sparks an idea. Um, I'm naturally an introvert too, and so having my own space, 2020, I lapped it up, I loved it, I had my favourite people with me, um, and I was able to just kind of continue on with a few projects and, and I was satisfied, and, and, you know, because it was the first one, um, I... I guess I was just just rolling with it. The second one's been a bit different and uh, I've missed people more this time. Um, I think my, one of my greatest satisfactions with music is when everybody puts their bid in and you create something that you couldn't have done on your own. Uh, I did do a couple of duets and and, um, the Brady Bunch projects in the first lockdown. I actually haven't pursued those this time. so I haven't had a, a specific project to work on. What I have had instead is, is a colleague from work uh, where he and I have kept each other accountable with, uh, with this idea of goal setting and uh, we're working through a book together chapter by chapter. Uh, and so just, just having that, that constant of, of somebody else that I can bounce things off and I can you know, ask them the hard questions and, and uh, discuss the ideas. Um, that I think is putting me in a better position for coming out of this. So it's it's not particularly creating something now, but it, it's a seed. 
We just want to say thank you so much to Gareth, to Felicity and to Davis for coming on and sharing their experiences with us. It's been so good to hear all your different perspectives. In asking them what they've learned during this time, they gave really interesting insights and observations. So let's check out what they had to say. I guess being grateful for everything that we have uh, I think, you know, some performance... I always treasure every performance that I do. I'm really grateful for them. Um, But there are ones that, you know, have more gratefulness for you than others. And so I think this has really taught me that when it's taken away and you don't have it anymore, how important, like, every moment that you sing, even if it's in your lounge room and and no one's watching and um if you're on zoom and only two people are watching like even those little things and performing for yourself is performing for others as well is so uh special and something to be grateful for that you have this gift from god to use um yeah i think that's what I've learned from the pandemic, to be grateful for every every moment and every little part of the performing. I think the, the biggest thing I've learned is not to be afraid. In this whole time of uncertainty and we don't know what's going to happen, I think we can, as creatives, get scared and go, oh, I'm just not going to create because... I'm scared of what's going to... Someone might not like it. But I'm obviously... Dan can attest to it that I've said, I don't, I don't care. If, if Dan doesn't like it, he'll tell me. If, like, my friends go, oh, that's not a good song, I go, OK, I'll just work on it, rather than going, oh, I don't think it's that good. So being afraid of constructive criticism. Um, but then also, spiritually, it's spending time to not be afraid to actually dive deep into yourself and go... Actually, I don't think that's right about my life. And so allowing Jesus to constructively criticise, I guess it's the easiest way to say in that sense of what we're talking about, constructively criticise what you are and the Holy Spirit prompts you to, hey, we need to work on this together to make you the best version of yourself. Um, And so it's really challenged challenged me uh, personally and as a leader of how I can lead people better through this time as well. It's finding him and where he's at and evaluating the things that I have spent my time on for him before, letting go of some of those things. And, um, you know, there's, there's been a couple of hurts and some things that are needed to heal. They're not major things that, that have rocked me, but they've certainly given me pause to think. Um, and so it, it's just, just been, a, a, I guess, in some sense, some healing, a, a chance to not have to rush back in to things. Um, and like I said, I, I, I often you know, keep my words to myself, keep my thoughts to myself. Um, but just, I guess, thinking about what it is that I might like to say spiritually and, and have impact on others through that. Um, and, and, you know, constant reminder um, when I get busy that God's always there. I, I always feel that, that you know, we're, we're doing this together and, and, and uh, he's close. But the more I speak to him and, and especially the more I stop and listen, the better it is. So I just... Uh, enjoying that well we say back to normal in quotations uh, (laughs) because what is normal anymore but I think it's that intentional 
being intentional of one hour a day, I'm going to do this. And if you miss it one day, don't miss it the second day. So intentionally saying, this is what I love. I'm passionate about this. We're going to do it. Oh, it didn't work today. Well, I actually, I did this instead. So again, back to not limiting yourself and make time for things you love and have people around you that will push you to be the best version of yourself. Um, and so it's good having Dan because he goes, Davis, you haven't written anything for two days. What's going on? You go, all right, I'll send you some stuff. So having people around you that are going to push you um, and force you to be intentional. I think that's the biggest thing. Just be intentional, commit to it. Um, and actually the biggest thing as well is commit to Jesus because when we're more like him, then we become more like who we need to be. And so that's where we get to be most creative is when we're with Jesus. And now, a celebration story. And we want to recognise and and throw honour. Because we want to share them on the podcast. If you have celebration stories, reach out to us. (laughs) (laughs) We will honour it all. Hey Dan and Shush, it's Lou from Queensland and I want to tell you about an amazing creative experience I had on the last school holidays when I got to be part of the first ever Equip Northern Queensland camp. It was absolutely fantastic. So this is something that we've been collaborating on from Worship Arts along with the youth team and I got to work alongside the youth team and other local leaders from Central and Northern Queensland and they're fantastic people let me tell you, they know how to have fun up there um, and it was my privilege to be the skills coordinator looking after the, uh, the workshops and the streams. We had 42 fantastic young people from Central and Northern Queensland and they just got in and had a great time. For me, one of the best things was watching them participate, watching them learn and learn how to apply their skills, um, take the things that they were good at and, and use them. And so almost as soon as they got there, they were doing that. So before very long, we had the worship team stream, the music team stream, sorry, leading worship and the worship tech team running the sessions, you know, light, sound, screen, the works. The hospitality people put together some fantastic yummy snacks for many of the meal breaks and they decorated for the formal. The art guys put together a gallery for the final celebration, so many different kinds of pieces. And the sports ministry elective were running activities and doing all sorts of things. It was phenomenal to see them in action. But even more than seeing them embrace their skills and, and their abilities and learn new things, was seeing that they understood that these things are a way to worship, seeing that these things were a gift from God to help them connect with him. And I know this is true because I heard them share about that and I saw them doing it and I saw them saying things like, this is something that I can bring, you know, this is my way of worshipping God and knowing that they could come to the table with their gift and this is very much the theme of the camp. They came to the table with what they had and they connected with God and they used their gift to bless others to praise and to share. It was a fantastic experience, such a privilege to be part of, and I'm looking forward to seeing where Equip goes next year. All right, well, uh, we've just heard some really insightful things from a few very creative people around these last 18 months, which, I don't know, is very impactful to me, everything that I've heard. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, 
something odd happened that we're saying is odd, but it's not odd because that's what the Holy Spirit does. But Classic God. Shush, we were in deliberation around this podcast and what we were going to be talking about and how we we're going to make this work. And then we get into a team meeting and mm-hmm. we have a special guest mm-hmm. and she leads us in a devotion mm-hmm. that basically covers everything that we wanted in this podcast and yeah. and how we move from this podcast onwards and the subject mm-hmm. matter that we've heard and and look we've had a couple of people say it like I know Davis spoke about the future past what where he is and when COVID kind of goes and how we can act upon that but yeah it was very much a Holy Spirit moment I believe yeah uh that the, this subject was what what uh, our guest was talking about um and so we thought it would be an awesome idea to have her come on and basically finish the podcast for us. That's it. We spent some time processing. We spent some time reflecting, hearing different people's perspectives, you know, just thinking through what the last 18 months has meant to us as creatives. But we don't want to leave it there. We don't want to just be stuck in what the last 18 months has meant, but we want to start to look forward to the next season, whatever that looks like, and and how um, God can use us in that next season. Uh, and so we have the wonderful Bindi Lupus with us today. Yes. Uh, woohoo! <laughs> and she's going to share a little what she shared with our team. Um, and it's so fantastic. So we hope you enjoy it and are blessed by it. So take it away, Bindi. Awesome. Thank you. Very cool to be here. So, yeah, sharing with the worship arts team uh, on Monday this idea that I guess God had placed in my heart from 2 Timothy uh, 1, 6 to 8 when I'd been reading it, um, preparing for something else, and uh, I'll share it with you now. So from 2 Timothy 1, 6 to 8, it says, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into a flame and rekindle the fire of the spiritual gift God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit, who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment, but overcome every evil by the revelation of the power of God. Now, a little background, we know that this is Paul writing this letter to uh, young Timothy, a young leader, we don't really know how old he was, but we get the idea he's a fairly young, emerging leader. Paul is actually writing from prison, not his first stint. Um, and just to think that he's taking some time to I guess, stop and write these words of encouragement to Timothy. And there's a few things that really jumped out at me that I want to share. Um, And first is this, I guess, this key idea from verse 6, this idea of rekindling or stirring up, um, that that stirring up is needed when something has been neglected or has grown weak. And if we think of a fire, right, which is this analogy, if we think of a fire when it starts to to burn down and it's just some embers, if you you leave it alone, it'll die out um, and it'll grow cold. And we need to, if we want that fire to continue, we need to stir it up. We need to put some fresh kindling on, some bigger logs, we need to stoke it up. Um, And Paul is telling Timothy here to stir up and to rekindle the flame of the gift of ministry that God had given him. You see, Timothy had grown quite fearful of what that ministry might cost him. He'd seen what Paul had been through. He'd seen what the followers of Jesus were facing. And he'd gotten a bit scared, which, you know, who could blame him? So it looks like he'd begun to neglect this gift that he'd been given and his enthusiasm for it had grown cold and Paul is urging him to not let this happen. 
Now, as creative people, and I count myself as one of them, I love being creative. As creative people who love Jesus and who follow Jesus, our creativity is a gift. And, you know, we don't just sing, we don't just dance, we don't just draw, we don't just act. When we love Jesus, we sing his truth and his grace and his life. We draw and act and dance truth and grace and freedom. But I think we'd all agree that sometimes that's just really hard. And um, I know I've been there over this last 18 months or two years, and I think plenty of us probably have, um, or those we journey with, where we've just felt that our enthusiasm for ministry, or maybe our creativity has grown cold, that the fire is just going out. Maybe we've struggled to put pen to paper or struggled to choreograph or to draw. I am really thankful for those people in my life that God has put in my life who remind me and encourage me to rekindle my flame. I love that verse 7 in this goes on to say that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power. And the Greek word for power here is this word dynamis, which is the same root for the word dynamite. And I just think, how cool to think that's the kind of power God gives us, right? Dynamite type power. And the message says, God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. We and those we journey with are called to be bold with our gifts, and again, I know that's been really hard maybe over the last little bit, but there's this great picture here of Paul, this mature, experienced, wise leader, encouraging young Timothy, saying to him, I see you, Timothy. I see that you're scared. I see that you're burnt out. I see that you're feeling uncertain. But I know that you will speak for our Lord unashamedly and courageously. And I guess when I think about 2022, like how keen are we just to get there already, Right? to just get to 2022 and beyond, we each have our own story of what the last 18 months, two years has been like. And for some, it's been really hard and we've taken some really hard hits. And for lots of us, those hits are still coming. Um, but I guess to take this encouragement from Paul and, and to, this encouragement to stir up our gift, to be bold as we proclaim his truth and his grace. And so I guess today I want to say the same to you, to whoever's listening. I see you. I know the last two years have come with hits. I know there's been some really rough spaces in your ministry, in your creative spaces. But I want to encourage you to rekindle the flame. What do you need to do to stir up the beautiful gifts that God has given you? To be bold, to proclaim his truth. And we're told that he will be with us and he will fill us with his like dynamite, crazy, huge power. And how good is that? And that's certainly something that I'm holding on to and claiming as we uh, move forward into 22 and beyond. Yes, yes. Bindi. Preach it, Bindi. <laughs> Here we go. No, that that is so, so relevant to everything that we're hoping to get out in this episode. This isn't a doom and gloom episode of negative experiences no. that we have had as creative. It's actually, it's a chance to inspire. It's a chance to rekindle that flame and ask the Holy Spirit to come and do his thing. Um, so that is a really, really relevant word. Um, and I just thank you so much, Bindi, for coming on and doing that. That's We kind of organized it within the last 24 hours because it was a bit of a spare of the moment <laughs> thing. But thank you so much for coming on and, and, and sharing that with us. It's very powerful. Hello, 7 Days listeners. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what we do uh, and you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, uh, what can you do, Shush? 
you can subscribe to our podcast, uh, which you can yes. find on whatever platform you're using. There'll be a little subscribe button. By clicking that, you'll be notified each time of when a new episode is out. So make sure you hit that button mm. so you don't miss uh, any episode. Uh, but you can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Worship Arts Salvos AU. Uh, you'll get updated there when a new episode comes out. Um, but also, we would really appreciate it if you share the podcast, whether you want to share yeah. it on social social media on your facebook insta what tiktok i don't know whatever you use uh we would love it if you would share the podcast um or just tell a friend text it to somebody be like hey check this out it's epic uh we would really appreciate it because we just i guess want to reach as many people as possible who would be interested and not for our sake not because we want to get a, a platform for our own sake just because we want to impact as many people as we can for the sake of God's glory. If this is going to be impactful for somebody in their faith, we want to get it to them. Um, So that's why we'd ask you to share it. Perfect. I couldn't have said that any better myself, Shush. Thanks.